Time now for The Real Estate Connection with Stephen Fayard, a realtor and certified probate and real estate specialist. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer or a seasoned investor looking to downsize, move up, or refinance, this program is for you. Probate sales to landscape design to home repairs and maintenance. This is your weekly look into all things real estate. Now your host for the Real Estate Connection, Stephen Thayard. Hey everybody, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Connection. Thank you for joining me again on the show. Uh, the Real Estate Connection is brought to you by Good Patriot Realty. A salute to home ownership. Thank you again for joining us. Hey, on today's show, we're going to talk about something that doesn't come up very much. It's motivation. Uh, in life, we all need motivation to do things. Uh, we're motivated to eat because we're hungry. Uh, we're motivated to make money because we need to pay our bills. Um, we're motivated to get in shape because um, we're gaining weight. Whatever that motivation is, we're going to be talking about motivation. Uh, why do people buy and sell homes in up and down real estate markets. So if you're new to the podcast and you don't want to miss another episode, um, just subscribe here at Apple Podcasts, The Real Estate Connection. Look for the guy in the blue square with the gray cowboy hat and just type in The Real Estate Connection. You should be able to find it, no problem. We are also now on iHeartRadio and Spotify. So if you're looking on any one of those platforms, you should be able to find us. Another platform not so much uh, used um, that is out there is Podbean, and that's the platform that I use to create and load up the podcast and distribute this all out to everybody else. But I know that's a lot of mumbo-jumbo and all that other stuff, so we're just going to get back to what we're supposed to be talking about, which is motivation. Why do people buy and sell homes in up and down real estate markets? All right, so if you're thinking about buying or selling a home in this market, though, give me a call, Stephen Thayard, at 408-472-0817. Again, 408-472-0817, broker owner, Good Patriot Realty, a salute to home ownership, California DRE number 01700019. That's for all the legal uh, requirements that we have out here. All right, so into the show. So the answer, the answer to this question is simple and complex at the same time. What's the question? Why do people buy and sell homes in up and down markets? The simple answer is that at some point in our lives, um, at some is that at some point our lives dictate a change, right? I call it, I like to call it an inflection point in your life that dictates a change. Because I'm telling you right now, Nobody wakes up in the morning and goes, huh, I think I'll buy a house today. Or, huh, I think I'll sell my house today. That's not how it works, right? There's something in your life that changes. Information comes in the door. You process it. You go, I need to make a change. And then an inflection point happens. You make that decision. And as part of this new information and the decision that you made, real estate is part of the process to getting from point A to point B, right? That is what motivates people to buy or sell real estate in an up or down market. So, for example, right? This is the first example I'm going to use. This is a made-up example. 
For example, you received news of a job promotion. Cha-ching. <laughs> with more money, more responsibility, but you're required to move to a new city in order to accept the new position. Inflection point just happened, right? It could be a phone call. It could be an email. It doesn't matter. You get news. Information goes in. You process it. Hey, honey, I got a promotion. More money, more information, more responsibility. However, uh, yeah, they want me to move to Kansas City, right? So you and your wife talk about it or you just talk about it with yourself and your family or whoever is involved in your life at the time that's your advisor, whether you're praying to God about it, right? You think, you process, and you have to make a decision. So if you own a home and you decide to take that job, you might have to sell that house in order to move to the new location. That's what I'm talking about in regards to inflection point in your life. Now, for me, in my story, why I bought my first house was because I had a child then I had a second child, and I was renting a one-bedroom, one-bath apartment with my wife, and we needed to get to a two-bedroom, two-bath apartment. Um, actually, no, we were in a two-bedroom, two-bath, and we needed a three-bedroom. That's right, because me and my wife and my first child. So we had a second child on the way. We needed a three-bedroom because we wanted to put each kid in their own room. So we started looking around to see how much a three-bedroom was and where we could move. And I started looking at these prices and I'm like, whoa, that's expensive. And so I said, I wonder if a mortgage is the same amount of money as renting a three bedroom, two bath. So I started asking questions and getting information, inflection point, new child on the way, needed more space, costs more money. Does it make sense to keep renting or buy a property at this point in my life? What is the best decision? Well, ultimately, found out that the rent was about the same amount as a mortgage. And so at that point, the decision was made, buying a house, because it didn't make any sense to me at the time to throw away all that money to rent when I could be paying a mortgage and owning something. So that was my personal inflection point, And that's what made me a real estate buyer, right? I was motivated, had to find space for the kid coming along, needed a place, didn't want to throw money away on rent. Once you understand that piece of information, it's hard to go backwards. You just can't, right? So the reasons people buy or sell homes in up markets like, like we just experienced over the last three years um, are wider and more varied, okay? There's just more reasons when a market's going up why people want to get involved. This can include the economic environment, such as low interest rates. It can also include flexibility and living location due to the opportunity to work remotely, which was unique for the pandemic over the last couple of years, because all of a sudden you could work anywhere in the United States because people were working from home. They were forced to. So all of a sudden you had um, a wide open opportunity to move to places that you may not have necessarily have gone to because you needed to be close to your job. All of a sudden, you didn't have to be close to your job anymore. You could live anywhere as long as it had an internet connection, 
right? And good service. You could go anywhere you wanted and still work. That opened up lots of opportunity and more variables. Um, however, variables like these can come and go as the economic environment changes. And I apologize for looking down because I'm reading my notes. I got a lot I want to make sure that I cover and I don't want to miss anything. So forgive me. All right. So how variables like these can come and go in economic Reasons for buying or selling homes in down market down markets are more fixed, all right? So in an up market, you have all these variables um, that you're dealing with. You have low interest rates. Um, you've got um, you've got uh, prices going up. Um, you've got um, the ability to work from any location in the United States of America, right? But as that economic window starts to close down because of changes in the market, um, then you start going into more fixed, fixed, fixed reasons for buying a home, right? And these are more um, situational things that happen in life that happen no matter what the economic conditions are, right? These things are going on no matter if there's inflation or no inflation, whether the interest rates are high or interest rates are low, which is going to cause you to have to make a decision to move if you can, right? So this includes what we just covered in the very beginning, which is a job transfer or a promotion, right? Meaning work-related issues, um, births of children. So you're living in a one bedroom, one bath, uh, and you already have two kids and the third kid's on the way and you just, there's just no more room. You gotta go um, and you gotta find more space and you may have run into the same issue I did. Um, it costs more money to, um, rent that bigger space and it's equal to a mortgage depending on where you are in the united states of america and so you go hey we're gonna buy a house we just you know it makes more sense um retirement uh, you retire um you're on fixed income now um you're not making as much money as you used to make um and so cost of living issues may come into play depending on where you are uh living when you retire and deciding you want to stretch out those retirement dollars in an area that has a lower cost of living, boom, another inflection point. You're retiring. You got to move to another spot where it's going to be cheaper. Marriages. You got to get married. Hey, nephew of mine is getting married. Uh, it's going to be great. Can't wait to go to the wedding. But, right, uh, the situation he's in, you know, he's going to have to make some determinations about living, living situation, right? So marriages. Um, divorces, unfortunately, they still happen. It's sad, but it does. Okay. It still happens. And so when households split up, houses need to get sold sometimes. Um, if one can't afford to buy the other person out, uh, the court may order it. It's just part of life. Um, unfortunately divorces and deaths, um, deaths of family members. So for instance, uh, You've got um, a brother who's been battling cancer for a very long time. Um, he's single um, and he owns a home and he passes away and he leaves it to the family. And in the uh, will, it says that the proceeds are the house is to be split up from the sale. And so you have to sell, right? Or it could be grandparents or, or parents, whatever reason or whoever passed away. Um, a death in the family is another inflection point that takes place no matter what the market conditions are that require sometimes the sale of real estate or maybe even the purchase of real estate. All right. So um, now there's one thing that we haven't covered that I need to raise up. All right. Um, and it's a, it's a, it's another fixed point 
that causes people to either buy or sell homes in both up markets and down markets, all right? And it's a four-letter word that starts with an F. It's called fear, all right? I said it. Don't get mad at me. I said it. Fear, all right? I give it that bicycle horn because it makes it sound silly, right? Because at the end of the day, it's just a phantom of what may or may not happen, right? Fear. But we all deal with it, right? So how does fear rear its ugly head in an up market? Well, it's called FOMO, fear of missing out. That is a thing, right? We all do it. Uh, everyone's going to see the movie and you want to go too and you don't want to miss it. Or a bunch of friends decide they want to go on vacation together and a group trip and you really can't afford it, but you don't want to miss out. So you decide to go into debt a little bit because you want to experience what they're experiencing, fear of missing out. It happens all the time and it happens in real estate too. So fear in an up market, what does that look like? Prices are going up. Hey, everybody's making money, man. Prices are going up. You better get in on it, right? You don't want to miss it. You want to get in on the market. Interest rates are really low, dude. How long are these going to stay this low? You don't want to miss out, right? You can get a loan um, at 2.5% and you can afford those payments and get into that house and everyone's rushing around and the buzz is in the air. You got to get in the real estate, right? Um, don't want to miss the train, right? Prices. This is the other thing. Prices are never coming down again, ever. You better get in, right? You're going up, 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 up. Boop, 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 boop. And they're never going to fall, right? Got to get on in on the deal. Now, what are the consequences of fear, the negative consequences of fear in an up market? Well, you might wind up paying too much. It happens, right? So you can't time the market. Everybody says you time the market or people talk about timing the market. The problem with timing the market is no one has a crystal ball. And so we don't know when you hit the top of the market. Nobody knows until after you're on the other side of it and it's going back down. That's the only way you know you hit the top of the market, right? So you're FOMOing into the market, kind of like with stocks. It's going up. It seems like it's never going to go down ever again. And you get a really good rate. You get a really good deal. But you have to outbid like 15 people. And you wind up paying $200,000 over the asking price, right? And then a month later, the market starts going down. What happened? You just overpaid, right? So um, you have to think sensibly and smart, even in an up market, to determine if the house you're buying is really what you need versus what you, versus what you want. Now, I will say that in real estate as a whole, even as you reach the top of an up market and it comes back down, over time, real estate tends to trend upwards, especially in California. But there is that negative consequence of FOMOing in, um, getting in on the top of the market and paying too much. Also, what could happen is you could wind up ignoring red flags on a house that you wouldn't necessarily ignore if you were not in a hot market that was trending up, right? You just want to get the house. It's in the it's in the school district you want. It's close to your job, easy commute. Um, it has all the bells and whistles you were looking for from an exterior perspective. But man, you were reading those inspection reports and underneath 
you know, all of it. There's some serious issues going on. And so you're like, but, you know, if I don't get this, I, I may not get another home. And so because you want the property so badly, you just buy it as is. Don't ask for any repairs and you overpay. Then you get into the thing and it turns out to be a money pit, right? Um, that's the problem with fear in an up market is that one other big thing of ignoring red flags on the way in because you just got you just have to have it, right? Okay, now, fear also exists in a down market, unfortunately, and how does that uh, present itself in a market that's down, right? Prices are going down, so you're afraid. Everything's going down, it's losing value. Everything's losing value, everything's losing value, everything's losing value. I don't know if I wanna get into real estate, it's just going down, it's going down, it's going down. Now, this phenomenon happened in my lifetime and if you're old enough, in your lifetime, and it was back in 2005, 2006, when the real estate bubble burst, and all of a sudden, prices were just crashing. And I remember people in California were running around going, I'm never buying real estate ever again. Prices are never going to go back up. Look at everything's going down. People have lost their shirts. They're getting foreclosed on. Real estate, it's a horrible investment. I mean, all of that negative stuff was in the air. And look at us now. It's all come back in spades. It's just come back, right? Um, interest rates are too high. It's too expensive to buy a house right now. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to wait. I'm just going to sit here and wait, right? Because I'm afraid. I don't want to get into a rate that's too high, blah, 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 right? Okay. I don't want to overpay. Prices are coming down. What if I buy a house and the prices keep coming down? I overpaid. Overpaid. I don't want to do that. Fear, 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 right? Um, and people are afraid of losing money. And yes, everyone's got that in the back of their head. It's not a bad fear. It's not a bad one. I mean, because it protects your financial position, right? You need to be smart with the money. It takes, it, you, have, you, work, you work really hard to earn it. So you have to be careful with it, right? So I understand that fear. But sometimes it prevents good decisions from happening, right? So what are the negative consequences of having fear in a down market. One, you miss a good deal because you're waiting for a better one. I see it happen all the time, right? That's a really good deal, but man, I think I can do a little better. What happens? The deal comes and goes, and then you wind up not being able to do better, and you miss the opportunity because you were afraid to pull the trigger, right? Real estate is one of those things that you have to have other reasons besides fear to buy, right? If it makes sense for you and your family to fix in place for 30 years your cost of living in a property that you get to control and paint and fix and do all the things, that's a good deal, right? Because you don't have to worry about your rent going up. You don't have to worry about getting evicted by your landlord and that payment's not going to change. You're going to get a 30-year fixed rate. The only thing that possibly could happen is your payments could go down. Down. Why? Because interest rates like pricing go up and down all the time. And even if it seems like it's never going to change, everything comes to an end, right? 
Look at the market we were just in. Everybody, a lot of people were saying this thing's never going to end. It keeps going up, 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 up. It came to an end. It stopped. It's not accelerating like it used to. Interest rates will not continue to go up. They will come down eventually. My story again, first house I bought, I think we were in an 8.5% interest rate. Um, we refinanced a few later down to around 7 and they, they just kept falling and falling and falling to places I'm like, oh my word, I never thought that we would get to this. Holy moly, that's cheap. Let's refinance, right? It happens, right? So even though you may be afraid the interest rate's too high, you're fixing in place your housing cost for 30 years and you don't have to worry about it going up ever again. What you will do is when the rates go down, you'll refinance and your payment will drop and you'll have more money to play with, right? Plus, you're paying off the loan while you still move forward and you're creating equity, which is wealth for you and your family, right? So don't let that fear of a high interest rate stop you. And don't think that there's going to be a better deal around the corner all the time. If it's a good deal and it makes sense, pull the trigger. All right. Now, you wait too long. The other negative influence, you're like, okay, interest rates are high. Prices are falling. I'm going to wait because I want, I want to hit the bottom of the market. Just like people want to time the top of the market, there are people out there that want to time the bottom of the market. And the same problem exists. You cannot time it because you don't know when you hit it until the prices go up again, right? So you only know that you hit the bottom of the market because the prices start rebounding and going up. So you can't time it, right? Um, you just have to know that when you make this investment for the right reasons, with the right heart, that it's going to work out. And over time, you're going to, one, gain equity, which is making money especially uh, in California, and pricing in California tends to gradually rise over time. So you wait too long and the prices start going up. And usually what that means is you've missed the boat of less competition. All right? What's going on right now in the real estate market is there's not a lot of competition out there because there's a lot of fear out there, okay? And when there's less competition in the market, that means you get to wheel and deal and negotiate with sellers, right? Because sellers are seeing not a lot of buyers out there. And so they're thinking, I need to get this sold because they have an inflection point, right? I got to get out of the state because I got a job transfer. Um, I got to get the money out of this house in order to do X, Y, or Z. Whatever the reason may be, there's a strong reason why they're selling it, especially in a market right now where to buy a replacement property, you have a higher interest rate and people are kind of, worried about that right so if they're selling their house they have a strong reason and so if you're one of the buyers that is operating not from a perspective of fear and you're going out there and you can find a deal and fix your payment for 30 years and then wait for interest rates to drop and then drop that payment you have more opportunity to negotiate because there's not as much competition now, that's not true across the board because there are some houses that are just absolutely beautiful, gorgeous, 
and people with money are just like, hey, I want it. I'm going to pay for it, right? It's just, it's going to be like that in every market. But generally speaking, during this time, you have more ability to negotiate because there's less competition in the market. And when you wait too long trying to time the bottom of the market and it turns back up, it's too late because groupthink has already been initiated. Everyone has decided all at the same time it's a good time to buy and everybody rushes back in and the competition's back and you can't do anything about it. Uh, you just have to wait it out again. And last time it took multiple years. So we're in a, a, a time of opportunity uh, for those who are looking to get into the real estate market without having a bunch of competition to kick you out. Meaning you don't have to compete with multiple offers and overbidding on every single house. There are going to be houses that have it, but right now it's not, it doesn't appear to be every single house. So that's, that's the story and I'm sticking to it. So those are the reasons why people buy and sell homes in up and down markets. Um, inflection points that happen in your life. There are more variables when it's an up market because of fear of missing out. And there are less variables in a down market because of fear of overpaying and interest rate issues. But this, this, this is the solution to all of it. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And that includes the real estate market. So if you like the show, hey, smash that thumbs up button on uh, on YouTube when it gets posted, if you're listening there. And if you're, if you're watching live, hit the like on Facebook. Um, and if you're uh, downloading any of these episodes on either uh, Apple Podcasts boop, or Spotify um, or um, iHeartRadio, um, Give me a like and give me a review and a share because it really helps for the distribution. Um, also have it on my new website at goodpatriotrealty.com under um, uh, podcasts. So, yeah, we're out there. Uh, come and uh, call me sometime. <laughs> Let's talk about real estate. Call me sometime. 408-472-0817. And with that, God bless you. God bless you and your family. God bless the United States of America. And we will see you next week on another episode of This has real been estate. The Real Estate Connection with Realtor and Certified Probate and Real Estate Specialist Stephen Thayard. Licensed Cal BRE number 01700019. For more information on this program, visit realestateconnectionradio.com. To contact Stephen directly, call 408-472-0817 or email info at realestateconnectionradio.com. And be sure to tune in next week at this time for The Real Estate Connection.